Hello. We are here in We are here today in Gilbert, Arizona, and we are at KC Photography. Uh, the owner is Karen uh, Carrasco, and we are here to interview so many different people, and we have vendors here, and we have uh, amazing homemade lemonade, we have ices, we have popcorn, we have any kind of snack that you can think of here. So we want everybody to come out and participate and be uh, able to network with everybody and just enjoy the, the time of getting to know different people, see how you can connect with them, and then hear so many of the wonderful stories of, hi TJ, of all the different guests we have here and all the information they have to offer and how they may be able to help you in your particular situation um, should you need any of their services. So today, uh, I have the... Uh, Exciting, fortunate time to have, uh, and I asked her earlier, I'm like, well, do you want me to call you mom or Pat or what do you want me to call you? And she's like, whatever you want to do. And so I have decided to call her mom because that's what she is, mom to me. Um, but uh, I'm fortunate to have her here. Uh, she is a... Uh, master's uh, has a master's in social work and she has spent what, over 20 years now 27, 27 years uh, focusing on a variety of different things uh, her biggest passion is focusing on women's issues and trying to see what she can do to help women uh, you know find a way to get in touch with themselves and make a better life for themselves uh, and she has gone and focused in on uh, people with uh, drug addiction problems and uh, a variety of different others. So uh, we so excited to have her here today to spend a little bit of time here talking about some of the issues that she helps people deal with. And uh, we're going to be focusing on depression and all the different ways that depression can affect you. Uh, this is a subject that we've touched on uh, here and there. And it actually has such an effect on so many different areas uh, of our life where, um, you know, if we're stressed, that can lead to depression. Or you can be depressed, which leads to stress. Or you can be burnt out, which leads to depression. There's so many different areas that can lead down that road that it's a very lonely place to be. And so, uh, you know, with the information gives to the uh, my mom has for us today and what she has spent so many years focusing on is that we'll get some ideas of you know what is it that you can do for yourself and you know where is that line where you need to go and find somebody to talk to um, because there's different levels of depression there's, you know levels that we experience just because uh, things that are going on in our life that um, just don't seem a whole lot of fun um, there's seasonal depression that can you know change that we can you know help ourselves but then there's clinical depression where you need to be you know speaking with somebody or you've had a major event in your life that uh, is more than you know how to process that's the time to go and speak with somebody so with that I'm gonna ask my mom to give a little bit of information about herself you know how what you know what it is that uh, you know how you got into it. What was your passion? What drew to you to want to go down this road of being in social work? 
Well, thank you for um, having me here today, Kim. I'm very excited to be on my daughter's show. Um, I was thinking about this today on the way in, about what, what it is that drew me to I have to say, actually, social work and psychology picked me. I went to college as an adult, and it wasn't until I was in my oh, mid to later 30s that I took my first psychology class, and that just kind of, you know, I was just sucked in. I mean, this was this was my thing. I went on then to finish a bachelor's degree in psychology and went on to Wayne State University and pursued a master's. So I've been working in the field, as Kim said, for 27 years, and it has just been an amazing job and a career. And I've touched in so many different places from having my, my own practice back in Michigan. I worked at a domestic violence shelter. I spent time working at community health, working with women with cervical and breast cancer. I spent 11 years at um, Gavapai College doing counseling academic advising, and some adjunct teaching. And now I am at Community Health once again, and I am doing counseling there, and just, I just love the place I'm at right now. But depression is something that comes out a lot in my, in, in my line of work. And I think a lot of it comes that, you know, our lifestyles are so busy and so full of stress. You know, way back when they said, we're going to kind of help us slow down our life. Well, I don't think that ever really took place. I think we just expect more of ourselves than we did before. You know, stress is not a bad thing. It's just that when it gets to be too much, then our body starts to respond. And what it does, it, it produces this hormone called cortisol. And too much cortisol in your system really creates a lot of problems. And it can also lead to depression. I want to talk a little bit about um, major depression, just kind of give a little bit of a definition of what that is. That's different than having the blues, and it's different than having normal grief, as Kim had mentioned, you know, of some life experience that um, the death of a parent may be a natural disaster. Those things can linger for a long time and also lead to major depression if you do not have the support that you need to work through it. But major depression is more than just a few days of feeling down and feeling like maybe you don't want to do things and, you know, you don't feel like being with friends. But major depression is something that lasts for at least two weeks where you're feeling tired. You know, you can't get enough sleep 24-7, not enough. You have no motivation to get up and do anything. You know, taking a shower could be a major event for the day. Um, being unable to concentrate is also a real significant, you know, to watch a show or to read a book or the newspaper or anything, really hard. Um, indecisiveness, being able to make decisions can be really hard. You, know, you put hopelessness in there, it's like, who cares kind of, kind of a thing. Um, insomnia is a problem. It can be either not sleeping at all or sleeping most of the day away can also feel very restless and kind of slow down even in your talk. People might even notice that, boy, it's taking a long time to get your words out. Something that we don't really necessarily think about, but we might even notice in ourselves or in a friend. Also, there are reoccurring thoughts of suicide and death. That feeling like the world would be better out without me, or, you know what, I just can't handle all of this anymore. 
you know, when you're talking about the different signs of, of depression and stuff, so uh, if somebody is, is it those things that, that are signs of, of depression, um, you know, can they just come on just out of, you know, nowhere, or do they tend to happen because a major event has happened and they don't know how to process through that major event? Um, because I think that there is such huge uh, discussion anymore. Um, you think about uh, some of the big stars that we've seen within the last couple of years that, uh, you know, it seemed like their life was really good and things going on. And I think for most of us, it's it's hard to wrap our brain, our, our hands around because most of us would in, you know, without being in their lives from a distance, oh God, I would give anything to live the life right. that they're living. Um, and, you know, each one of them, uh, when it's came up, they had some wonderful event happen the day before with every single one of them that it's happened. And then the next day they took their life, which um, I think all of us struggle with is that, okay, I don't understand that, you know, or you not wanting to, but what, like coming up with a question of going, okay, so their entire family and friends were there and stuff. And how did these people not know, like how, like, you know, how could they not have had any inkling that, you know, that they just weren't the way that they normally are that, you know, particular day? You know, uh, you know, maybe it was just the fact that there was so much going on in the party and stuff and they didn't realize it or whatever. But so how do you start to differentiate of, you know, what is something that people just deal with because it's something that is in their brain that is not functioning correctly versus, um, you know, some dramatic thing that causes that they think that they have control of their life, but it really isn't. And they're suffering you know, inside, right. and in the outside to the world, it looks like, you know, their life is really good. Right. Yeah, it can be very confusing for people, and it can just kind of um, blow you away when you hear about people like that Robin Williams or, um, I can't think of the name of the chef that recently killed, or killed himself, and the lady who was Kate Spade. Kate Spade. Some of these people, you know, they, they may have a mental illness that nobody, um, know has brought out into the public eye that they are suffering from and depression with um bipolar can really um, or they you know they just not so they feel like they cannot stay in the world any longer and that is different than um a depression where like i said you know a natural disaster somebody very close family dies or especially when they suddenly die you expect people to be and to have, it's going to take them quite some time to get over these things. And a lot of times, with the stigma that goes with depression, people really don't want to look at it and, you know, give it a name for some reason. So, and some of the symptoms can come on slowly. You know, all of a sudden, you know, Aunt Susie, you know, she's just not going to the family function. You know, you notice that maybe she's not smiling quite as much. But then, you know, Maybe you don't see Aunt Susie again for another three, four months, and uh, you notice that she's not joining in with the family conversation. And you know, you can so it, you notice that there's a change, but you don't see the drastic change. Maybe with these people every day, 
And even the ones that are, you know, we all can kind of put on our public face even days when we're not feeling well, but we go out to the store or whatever, and it's like, oh, hi, how are you? Oh, I'm just fine, you know, even though you've got the worst cold ever or you're just dealing with a terrible situation. So we can put that public face on. And a lot of people do that very, very well, and so their families don't really understand the extent to of what it is that they are experiencing. That's why, um, you know, anytime anybody makes any kind of comment about I wish I was alive or, you know, I should just kill myself, they take it seriously. Even if they say, oh, well, I really, I really, you know, I really didn't mean it. But if you have noticed any signs that their behavior has changed, you can't let something like that just, it's important to move on it. You know, you can talk to them about being a counselor to see a patient to be put on, or you take them to the emergency. Because some people will also use this as a threat to get right. So you can't, you know, either way, right. you can't just let that as all of a sudden now that's a bargaining tool to manip manipulate people. But it's always important when people say, I just want to. Yeah. They're, you know, we generally don't say that just in, in, in just. So it's important to really take it in and maybe look at what it is that's going on in their life. Like, um, maybe college isn't going well and they broke up with a, a significant other. Maybe their finances are getting the better. What is it that's been kind of going on? And it might not be something that's happened within um, like just a couple of months, but like maybe over the last year, you know, a culmination of events can happen that ultimately but, you know. Yeah, one of the things that uh, my uh, partner, Samantha, and I have worked with is that this is a huge thing in people who are uh, nurses, uh, policemen, uh, you know, EMT, firefighters, uh, that they are going from one trauma to the next trauma and not having any downtime whatsoever and that uh, most people may not realize that uh, the suicidal rate for policemen is extremely high because of the amount of stress that comes you know with it and stuff and they don't have any way to process it and they become very depressed yes. right? and they live they start living in this little bubble and they live in that little bubble because when you come home to your family, you know, you're seeing things that most of us would hope to never see in a lifetime. And they can basically see those things every single day. And so, um, you know, they don't they don't feel like they can burden their family, you know, with talking about it. Or maybe they just don't want their family to know of, you know, those types right. of events, or especially their children. I mean, that's those aren't things you're going to share with your kids. So, um, you know, that is definitely something area where uh, they could use learning how to, you know, find, you know, coping mechanisms. And the biggest thing is, is that a lot of times you as social workers don't see them because there seems to be this uh, thing that, like, it's not the right thing to do or oh, to, to go. I mean, what do you mean I can't? Right, exactly. I mean, they're used to having to be 
right on and going and stuff and you know it to admit that they need to talk to somebody means that that maybe they're not capable of doing their job well that doesn't mean that you're not capable of doing your job it just means that you need a outlet to be able to discuss right. so you can you can leave aside what it is that you saw yesterday or two days ago it's important to process those experiences are maybe talk to the other people that were in the area that were also helping out so that you all can talk about the feelings and everything that you experience as a way of kind of processing so that you can get those feelings out and things that maybe you wouldn't trust to anybody else. And you made a very good point, Kim, when you said, you know, it's not the thing to, you know, share with your family, especially if you're an EMT or a nurse, you know, and an ER. The things that they see are just so horribly, graphically awful. Right. <laughs> and you don't want to be telling your, your spouse about them or having your children overhear it, because they call that secondhand trauma. And with people that you were mentioned, the type of careers you were mentioning, you know, they do, they see it day after day after day. And so they are also being traumatized day after day. And they also, during the experience, they have to shut those feelings down. Otherwise, they couldn't do the job effectively. Right. Because people's lives are, um, are there. So they keep shutting down and they keep shoving it down and shoving it down and shoving it down. Well, you know, there comes a point where all that has to come out. Right. And that's a lot of times where you'll see, you know, the really deep depression, clinical, clinically depressed, and people getting to the point where they really do feel hopeless and, and helpless. I'm sure that they lose a lot of people right. on top of the angle happening to um, have to help on like accident. Um, the connection between stress and, and those are the type of jobs, especially that are so stress-filled that um, you get busy like that and you start to neglect your own self-care. So you're not exercising as much, even if it's just going out for a brisk walk, you're grabbing fast food that has really, you know, no vitamins or nutrients to it to feed your body and your mind, which it really needs. Um, you're not getting the rest that you need. Sleep is a really big thing. We all know what sleep deprivation can do. And I mean, you know, the armed services, they use that as a form of, you know, interrogation. You know, keeping people up and up so they can break them down and get them to talk and to say things that they wouldn't necessarily say. So sleep deprivation can really lead to depression because we all know all we have to have is one night bad sleep right. and we're right. cranky and irritable. The next day, everything kind of looks down and, you know, blue. So if you keep repeating that over and over again, you can only imagine how these people put their... How their feelings are going down the tube versus you know having a way to to lift that from them so and also having strong supportive relationships that is really important to have friends people that you can talk to that can be supportive of you right. we find that that has really been um help for people who are dealing with all kinds of problems and we especially experienced that working with substance abuse Doing um, groups where they connect over a three-month period.
period, and they really depend on each other, and they get that confirmation. Yeah, I know what it is that you're going through. I know what it's like to live out on the street. I know what it's like to, you know, do whatever I had to do in order to get right. a fix. So um, community, relationship, somewhere to go to, that can really help people when they are depressed. Um, even having feelings validated, you know, we can go in and we go, man, I am just so exhausted. And somebody says, well, you know, you should go and, you know, not work as hard or go and lay down versus somebody just saying they want to fix the problem for you, saying, boy, it looks like you've really had a rough day. It's like, oh, somebody understands me. Right. You know, just that in itself right. can make such a difference. And, you know, um, doing things such as yoga, meditation, eating right, right not drinking a lot of alcohol. A lot of people turn to that for self-medication, that and drugs. That only increases depression because they are. Alcohol especially is a depressant, but that really doesn't. It just compounds the problems that it is that they're having. So those are, you know, some of the things that are really important in your life to either include in your life or to stay away from and making time for yourself. You know, busy people, mm -hmm. they don't generally, you know, they have a list, but they're never on it. And if they are, it's way at the bottom. So taking some time for yourself, even if it's one hour, a couple of times a week, you do what it is that you need to do so that you can re-energize you know, where do you plug in and, and get yeah. that battery? Well, that's, that's some of the stuff that I've, I have talked about on some of my other podcasts and stuff is too, is that when you're, you know, sitting down and looking at putting in what your schedule for the week is, is that actually Xing out a space for yourself. And, you know, we're all in different places of our lives. Some of us has really young kids or, you know, teenagers who are in a lot of sports and you have, if you have more than one child and they're all in different things and stuff like that. You know, life does get very, very busy. Oh, yes, and, it does. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, under that's understandable that, you know, at those times in life, the time that you have yourself becomes much smaller that you can take for yourself. But it is important. I, you know, so, some of the things I've recommended is that you know, if you have to go to the grocery store, you go without the family. You go of yourself, and then you actually, uh, you know, go into the parking lot and actually sit in the car for 10 Listen to some music, bring a book, and read for 10 minutes before you go into the grocery store because then it, it's still, like, you're still you're still getting done what you have to get done. It's just taking, you know, 10 minutes isn't going to make or break anything. And it's still giving yourself time, you know, or you know, if you're going to take a you know, shower and stop, you lock the door, you know, and you take that time of what it takes to get that done, to have that time for yourself. It's so important to... Find a way to put yourself in that schedule and X out that time so that, uh, and here's the key, is that if somebody calls and says, can you do something, or I need you to do this, and it's at that time, and it's at that time you have X'd out, you do not write in over that X, <laughs> that you need to keep that time for yourself, because otherwise you get back into that same pattern of, you know, not taking care of what you need to do for yourself. The other thing is, too, is, you know, writing down, in a journal, it's a good way too to kind of keep track of, you know, are you getting through what it is that you're dealing with? And if right. if you can't seem to, you know, um, keep writing about it over and over and over again, you're in the same place saying the same things, it's a really good sign that maybe you need to talk 
to somebody to help you get over it because obviously, you know, what it is that you're doing is just not that you don't know how to take care of yourself, but sometimes you just don't know all the different things that you could do that will help. Um, and that's where a counselor comes in. Right. It, you know, we only know what we know. And right. we, you know, any of us, anybody who's, you know, been in business meetings, when you brainstorm, you get all these great ideas and it's like, oh, I wouldn't have thought of that one and I wouldn't have thought of that right. one. And it's, you know, it's the same type of thing. Um, and was, you know, when you mentioned about, you know, different um, levels of depression and how do you know what somebody's going through, how severe are, is their depression? Is it just suddenly or do they have a mental health problem? Is there a big life event that has happened? One thing that um, is becoming more and more evident is that depression become, comes from, also comes from inflammation, which comes from the types of foods that we eat. The, um, there are certain foods that will send an alarm to your limbic center, which is your emotion center. And the foods that provide nutrients in your body, they need to um, fight off inflammation in the brain. And if you don't have that, it can lead to depression. Some of the really great foods to eat, and I'm sorry, there's not going to be anything on here probably that you can get at the fast food restaurant, but dark leafy greens is something we hear over and over and over and over again, but it is so good. And um, <laughs> the, yeah, <laughs> vitamins, you know, A, C, E, and K, they're really good. Walnuts. Now, there's one like you know nuts are, are really really good because what about chocolate well you know there is a dark chocolate <laughs> there are medicinal benefits to it it releases serotonin which is another feel good uh-huh. hormone that's the only reason i eat it yeah yeah i mean that's am- so amazing that you were able to find a way to leave oh, yeah. that into absolutely. the recruiting absolutely <laughs> you know avocado is good berries you know raspberries strawberries blueberries blackberries i mean you have to admit, those are pretty. They are. Um, mushrooms. Who would think mushrooms? But mushrooms help lower your blood pressure. It evens out your sh- blood sugar levels. And hmm. that kind of levels out your moods. Tomatoes. They're packed with depression fighters. They contain um, a, something called folic acid and alpha folic um, acid, and they fight depression. So, hey, eat up on those tomatoes. Um, beans are really a good mood stabilizer. Seeds, pumpkin seeds and um, chai seeds, sunflower seeds, those things are really, really good for you. And apples, apples are really good. They contain a lot of antioxidants and fiber, which helps once again balance your blood sugar level, which when that kind of goes off, that's when you want to start running for the sugar. So, um, of course, the things we know that make our brain worse and can really add to depression is sugar, you know? And sugar is in everything. It's amazing you, what it is that you buy. You know, you buy a, a jar of gravy, it's got sugar in it. You buy canned soup, it's got sugar in it. I mean, everything. Yeah, I have to go out of my way to, uh, and I finally have found couple different brands on different things but one in particular is like tomato sauce oh, is that right. I make sure that I get one that has absolutely no sugar in it and it actually took a little bit to get used to the taste because the taste actually was different 
and it didn't yeah, have the sugar. And, yeah, so um, you know, and I'm sure people who make homemade tomato sauce, it probably doesn't have the same amount of sugar, or if it has sugar at all, like what you get in the store. So, or or in some of the other brands, I should say, of tomato sauces. So, um, yeah, there's it. It is a fight to figure out what doesn't have you know, sugar in it, it and you're is. fighting against that. You know, they, there was for so long this whole thing about, okay, requiring the food company to put on their labels about what is good and how much is in there. And so, you know, they had to figure it out. And, of course, what do they do? They have people who pay a lot of money to market for them. And so they've come up with, you know, skim, fat-free, yeah. you know, and those terms. Light. Light. None of those terms actually really mean what they're trying to say, and that you have to read the ingredients on there. So you can think that you're actually trying to do things the right way to help yourself, but going to the grocery store anymore isn't like just going and grabbing a couple things. It takes time now to go into the grocery store because you got to read everything to see what's on it. So you know, my rule of thumb is is that. If it has more than five, six ingredients that, uh, you, and you know, it has to be things you can pronounce. If it has things that you can pronounce, you probably don't need it. Yeah, they find all stuff. kinds of ways to put words in there that mean sugar and fat and stuff, but we haven't a clue right. as to what what it is. Right, that they exactly. Are. Yeah, you know, a big thing too for dieting, people who want to diet is artificial sweeteners. Yes. Oh, I'll just put a little Splenda into my iced tea, or I'll drink, you know, the diet sodas. <laughs> And these are some of the worst things that you can put into your system. Aspartame is not in the food groups. And um, <laughs> it blocks the production of serotonin, which I mentioned before. It's one of those feel-good things. You know, um, we all want to be able to feel good. Um, trans fats, this is a biggie. And they didn't start really being a problem until the 1950s. It wasn't until after the war. Um, because during the war, margarine and what they used to call Polio, those things, because there was so much, um, there were so many products that weren't available because of war effort. So they had to come up with things. We had like polio, and now we call it margarine. Uh, fast foods where everything is fried. Um, what did they say here? Oh, packaged pastries. Another thing, you know, is one of the um, the trans fasts. You know, McDonald's, that's always, you know, a big one. Jack in the Box, you know, all these different you places. You mean McDonald's, Burger King, Taco Bell, these, like... Jack in the Box, yeah, no, no, they're, they're foods. But, you know, it's interesting now. You go into the place, and they show you the calories, and it's like, oh, my goodness, I can have a hamburger, but I can't eat for a week now right. because of the amount of, you know, calories that are in it. And it says here that the trans fats, they clog our arteries, and it can give you a 48% increase possibility of becoming depressed. And, you know, so use olive oil. Olive oil is in coconut oil. There's a lot of different oils out there that you can use for cooking and baking. You don't have to resort to trans fats. Well, and, you know, that leads into an interesting because uh, most people, when they leave for work, they go out to lunch, you know, and um, if you travel, if you travel for your job, you know, it doesn't lend itself to, you know, um, being able to eat 
decently job. And so, especially if people they're you know on the plane traveling from place to next right. or whatever, you know they're having that airport food, and so they're, they're getting food. yeah, <laughs> and they're getting that into their system, and so then you know there's the whole thing of then the you know the stress of the job of the traveling, doing your family, doing what you need to do for work and stuff like that, not being that you know at, at home. Having to adjust to being in a different hotel all the time and stuff like right. that, it's very easy for depression to set in, uh, and to not not even realize, you know, um, why it is you're feeling depressed. Right. You know, right. having no idea, and it, you know, you out on your family. Uh, you know, you just don't want to do anything. You withdraw from. You don't know, do your job as efficiently. Yeah. No, absolutely. You're not right so. On. Um, we all know that caffeine is really, because it does awake, it makes anxious, jittery, sometimes blood pressure goes up. But that's a hard one, too, because Starbucks is every place that you turn around, and now there's Dutch Brothers out here that is pop, they're popping up all over, even in my little town in, in Cottonwood. So this big push for coffee, 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 which if you just get one coffee and maybe decaf, it's okay. But if you get a frappe or anything, I mean, it's sugar, 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 sugar. So you take all of that in, and then you wonder why you can't sleep and why you're feeling crabby the next day. Um, so one couple of things that I'd like to go over are some of the things that you can take that can help with depression, and one is magnesium. Uh, tryptophan, you wonder why everybody wants to take a nap after Thanksgiving dinner. Right. <laughs> B vitamins are really, really good for you. So, you know, get those into your diet. And an alternative to for something to drink, you know, herbal tea. They have some, you know, fabulous out there now. Great flavors, fruity flavors, all kinds of things. You know, use that instead of, you know, reaching for that soda or right. that energy drink. Um, a couple of questions I'll put out to you, um, and take time for you to think about what it is that you're eating. You know, one is, do you, when you're having your dinner, are you just shoving it down your throat or eating it in the car on, on the run, or are you actually taking time to sit down, calm down, eat, let your digestive right. system work properly? Um, what are the kinds of things that you're eating? Are you eating vegetables, fresh vegetables, fruits? Are you getting things like ground rice and, and wheat? into your um, diet. Um, are you eating snacks that aren't sweet? You know, reach for, you know, peanuts or walnuts, pecans, things like that, that, that can be good for you. Um, are you a snacker at night? Or what is it that you're putting into your system at night? And to really watch the amount of alcohol intake. You know, it will say, oh, I just need a drink after work to relax. No, you don't, because it's not going to help you. Here in Arizona, of course, it's really important to make sure water, water, right. water, water. Don't dehydrate and getting enough protein in your diet, no matter if it's through you know beans or, or if it's lean, lean meat of some sort. So think about how you're eating and has that can that be connected maybe to some of that those days where you're feeling really kind of down and you don't understand it, and then you look back and you know that you had a pizza for dinner with a pitcher of beer, and then you wash it all down Sunday. It might be a clue to what is, what is, you know, what is going on with you. But I also want to clarify that 
you can eat well, do all of these things, but that doesn't mean if you have a major mental illness or severe clinical depression that these things are going to take it away. Right. What it could do is help reduce the right. Right. Well, I think the, the key is is that if you are doing these things, you know, and religiously doing it on a consistent basis, you know, and that doesn't mean that, you know, one day a week or something like that, or once a month or a couple of days a month, you wind up having some of these things. It's, it's normal to, if you, if you like chocolate or if you like ice cream or if you like, you know, uh, chicken wings or whatever it is, you know, moderation is really kind of the key. And, and you know, totally denying yourself will wind up putting you know, in a place where you wind up going back to your bad habits. So giving yourself an opportunity to have those things. But if you are doing those things on a regular basis and you still feel like you're in the same spot, that's when you really, that's the first sign that you need to talk with somebody, figure out what's going on. And you know, the way that I always try to, to let people know is that you know, it's, it's okay if somebody goes to the doctor because they have a heart issue or they have cholesterol issue or if they have diabetes or if they have cancer. Like, all those things are all okay. But somehow there is this stigma that somehow to say that I'm suffering from depression, which can then, at that point, if you have made all those adjustments for eating, could be something that is actually going on in your brain that would be a medical thing that you talk with a counselor and then the counselor says, well, I think that, you know, that you may possibly need to be on this. And so they refer you to a psychiatrist that can write that prescription for you. How is that any different than anybody else who has, there's something that they're suffering and they obviously wouldn't go without that medication because they need it in right. order to survive and to func to be able to function on a day-to-day -day basis. I think the discussion, and I think with some of the celebrities that have passed away and stuff, that um, it's so unfortunate that that happened. But what it has allowed is that a lot of discussion that is starting to be had, um, that this is a serious thing that we need to, to look at. Uh, that's why I've started some work groups and stuff and some workshops and everything because, you know, our biggest ones is our poor um, groups that come back and suffer from the PTSD. PTSD. You know, they're, they need a way to work through that because they've seen that things that are just absolutely horrifying. And or have had to do things. That Absolutely. And then the people that they were very close with um, in their, in, in their uh, group that wind up getting killed and stuff like that. And you know, when you're in those situations, none of us could possibly even begin to relate to that, to have to depend on somebody solely for your life 24-7 of whether you live or die. And so none of us can really understand, has no idea what that means, except the people who have been in that environment. So they need a place that they can work through those things and stuff. And, that's why you see so many, you know, vets and stuff who wind up because they've got no help. They can't function. They can't hold a job. Then if they can't hold a job, then, 
you know, they don't have money and they lose their house and they, you see so many homeless, you know, and vets substance and, and substance abuse, you know, vets that you know, this is a big thing that we need, need to, to work on. So I appreciate you so much for coming in and talking oh, about this you. and this stuff. This, so yeah, this is, you know, it's a, it's a big subject to talk about, you know, and uh, uh, my mom, who's at Minor, uh, if you are up in uh, the Cottonwood, um, uh, Sedona area, you know, she is a counselor up there. So if you are up in that area or you have friends or family that are up in that area and are suffering from something that you need to work with, uh, reach out to her. Um, and, and, and what's know, the name of the place that you're at? I'm at um, Community Health Center of Yavapai. And it takes a strong person. Too many people think that it's a sign of weakness, which it is not Yeah, at all. it's actually a sign of strength. Yes, it is. To know that you need, there's something that you need to do for yourself. So with that, we um, just appreciate so much for you. you making the time to come here and stuff and be part of all this and stuff. And so... Uh, I know that you'll be sticking around to hear what everybody else oh, has absolutely. to say. And, yes. and uh, we will continue on with the other people that uh, are going to be here today. So uh, with that, we say, uh, you know, thank you for coming and, and goodbye to Pat. And uh, we will be bringing here in just a minute as one of the uh, quick shout out to one of the vendors that are here so that she can just... Uh, let you know who she is and that you can come out and uh, be able to see what it is that she can offer you. So with that, uh, we will be bringing Danya over here to give a quick shout out of what she's doing here. Hello. Hello. Hi, Danya. Hi. So my dear friend, Danya, is here and she's with Cosmics Artistry and uh, she is totally responsible for how amazing my hair looks today and makeup <laughs> and stuff. So uh, this is what she does. She's here today as, as a vendor and she's also actually a sponsor uh, for the gala that's going on here today. And so thank you so much for all your support You're and everything welcome. that you, you do. So yeah. So. Um, why don't you just tell us real quick about everything that you do and stuff and um, you know uh, She's got a whole bunch of information. She can hand out to you if you come by Thank you. Uh, my name is Tanya Blanco and I Cosmics artistry I am located in Arizona just on the um, north corner of My studio there in my studio. I do um, bridal Makeup, hair, and trial, uh, makeup and hair trials. I just added lash lifts. Things. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, I also market myself as a mobile makeup. I go to your home, come to your venue, wherever you need hair and makeup. And um, let's see, I do everything that October is going to be. And uh, 
I do everything from Yeah, and she travel. She travels, so yeah. you know she'll she'll go anywhere. Yes, anywhere. I've been as far. I mean, far up as Michigan, then to Mississippi, uh, out of film, couple film over the place. Awesome! Thank you so much for yeah, being here. Thank you for having me. I yeah. appreciate it. It's yeah. So, fun. if you can get a chance to come out here and stuff and and meet Danya. Uh, yeah, that would be that. awesome. So in the meantime, uh, we will make sure to everybody that's been a vendor here, all the information will be on the site so that you can connect with them. Great. Thank you so much yeah. for having me. I no, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Have fun. Thanks and hope to see you guys all here. All right. Awesome. All right. So we will be having our next guest come on. Uh, again, we're at uh, KC uh, Photography on Gilbert Road in Gilbert, Arizona. So we are here until four o'clock. So if you can come out and join us, that would be awesome. We have uh, a lot of wonderful people here and um, great networking opportunities for you to meet with the people that are here. Uh, so uh, just a quick shout out on that. So the next, we are going to have our next guest, another, uh, blessed with another, dear friend of mine, uh, Jillian. So she's going to come over and join me here, and we are going to have another fabulous Hi. talk. Hi. Hi. Nice to see you. Congratulations. Thank you. Such a great day for you. I know. So excited. So this, Hi, uh, yes. So I love having Jillian around. <laughs> One, she's just plain fun, and two, she's just... I really see myself that way, but thank you. Yes, and she, well, maybe it's just that I bring it out in you. I think so. I'm just going to go with that. Amazing <laughs> people attract amazing people. Fun That's people right. attract fun That's people, right. so it's got to be you. Okay. You're like a big catalyst. <laughs> I'm going to go with that. But yeah, but yes, I am. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, so... But she is the owner and founder of Feng Shui Emotion, and she has spent over 20 years studying uh, Feng Shui, and she started out in Western and is now in Classic Feng Shui. Classical Feng Shui, yeah. Yeah, and we have uh, had several podcasts talking about a variety of different areas with picking out your home, relationships, uh, just uh, yourself as a person. So... I have her here again because I just can't get enough. Have to. It Once is. you get one, you just stuck with it. Right. <laughs> you get your feng shui person, you just stick with them for life. That's right. Absolutely. So uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. So my name is Jillian Rothschild Scholar. I am the founder of Feng Shui and Mission. I help people address issues around health and wealth and relationships particularly people who are struggling to find someone they can trust, open and vulnerable with, they can share what's really going on, and get some real clarity on the path so they can confidently take action steps to getting out of the bad situation 
in and looking have some resolution. That's often one way that I connect with them. Another way that I connect with them is just because things can be going really well and they just don't want to do that good stuff. Right. And so there's really two parts to why people bring in someone for feng shui. Um, I, I see myself as doing things a little bit differently because I really develop relationships with clients, and you know this, because yes. I really talk to clients and listen yes. to them. And the relationship is very important. Uh, truthful and honest with your practitioner, and in that case, and get to the root of the issue and work together to find a solution that's customized for That's right. part of a little So I work not only in feng shui, I work with all different modalities under the umbrella of Chinese. So I also work with Lars Destiny and astrology. That's fascinatingly interesting. Yes. Um, you could get to know your own life map based right. on when you were born. I also work with Jia, which is mysterious doors hiding which is a wonderful tool for forecasting and divination and your destiny that has many different arms. I also work with the staging. I offer date selection and I often combine so many of these together to get a customer experience. Yeah. Oh, it's oh. a lot. It is a lot. <laughs> it, she, I told you she had tons of information. That you just, all you have to do, and I'm really good at this, is just ask her questions and she can't help herself and she just starts talking. Out comes all this educational information I, know. I just cannot help myself. She just goes and goes and I'm like, ah, oh, yes. You might have just accused me of being an overgiver. I may have. <laughs> Oops. That's all right. I think it's important to be generous with your craft, right? Yes. Because we all need something. There will be a tipping point when there's overgiving and there's real value in the receiving yes. and then there is an exchange that happens in the well, and I think that when you uh, overgive, that it gives people an idea of what it is that you can do. And it gives them a chance that, because you just don't know how far you need to go before you touch that one thing that yeah. they go, oh, okay, like I definitely see how that can work. That, you know, I could really use this because this is really something I'm struggling with. Yeah. So, and a lot of times with feng shui, what we're working in is small incremental steps. It's unfortunately magic fairy dust. I so wish it was, but it's just not. Could you work on that, please? I will work really hard on that. In the meantime, I focus on small <laughs> incremental changes over time. And the small incremental changes are really important because as you see results from that small change, next small change, it gets really satisfying. You right. start to feel like the pieces are coming together. It doesn't feel like um, a thousand piece puzzle. It starts to feel like a 500 piece puzzle, and then right. 250 piece puzzle. And then you really start to see the picture come together. Um, on a more clear path uh, over time so that you can get to where Right. No, absolutely. So, uh, what road should we walk down today? <laughs> well, I think one of the things I'm seeing pretty recently, actually, is a little bit of issues with health and scarcity, um, which is unfortunate. Because we, if you are listening to this, then you are in a good place. <laughs> because you have resources. I'm guessing that you're healthy. Have, um, you have access to technology, you're probably in a safe place. That's all really gratitude. And even if you're struggling with something around wealth issues, or a divorce happening, or you're maybe you're a small business owner and things are not going the way that you expect them to go mm-hmm. after five or six years of business, like you expect yourself to be better, 
this would be a good time to be bringing in a practitioner to try to address the root cause of that. Maybe it's in your home, maybe it's in the actual business itself, something that needs to be pushed up or branded in your business. But if you're feeling a sense of scarcity or fear around wealth generation or accumulation, it's definitely something to That's interesting. So if I hear you correctly, is that like how you set yourself up then determines like what your probability of being able to over time. Over time. Sure. One component is so there's this wonderful concept in luck. I'm not talking about rabbit foot luck or four leaf clover luck. I mean, oh, bummer. Bummer. Yeah. Or go buy that lucky lottery ticket. Yeah. No, that's not what I'm talking about. I really mean the energy that is part of um, the cosmic trinity, which is heaven. Luck or energy that comes from destiny born with. Earth luck, which is the feng shui. And human luck, which is people luck, and that's our free will. So out of that sum, that sum is 100%, you really get to control about two-thirds of that. Your function, right? Work on bettering that, and you can work on yourself. So I always think it's important for clients to take a look at both pieces. That's mm-hmm. part of the reason why I work so intimately. It's not just about quick bamboo spas and a corner to make all of your money problems go away. Mm-hmm. That typically is not going to do the trick. Usually there needs to be some self-cultivation and some self-awareness around mindset and positivity and usually breaking old patterns in addition to making adjustments to the function way. Perhaps the biggest obstacle is an sensitivity. Oh, we, <laughs> I've, I've done a whole show on change and uh, you know, there's there's two options in change. In the do one, or do not. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or do you want to be in control of change, or do you want to be reactive to change? The effect of the change. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So change is a change is an inevitable that it's going to happen in your life, and you know, even when you feel like you have an even keel and life is, you know, seems like there's some consistency in it and stuff. Uh, change is going to happen. Uh, you know, if you have children. Change isn't inevitable. There's a continual change. You know, they're, they're babies and toddlers, and then they're in elementary school, and then they go from elementary school to middle school, and then to high school, and then to college, and then, and then they're out of the house and stuff. And there's constant change of how the evolution of your life is different, you know, and you know, of preparing yourself, you know, for those changes and stuff. And so, you know, they always talk about that whole empty nut syndrome stuff yeah. and, and getting used to that. and um, I found that, um, yes, I did miss my kids and stuff and a lot of those little things. But uh, after I got through that, after like a couple weeks and stuff, uh, it was amazing. (laughs) (laughs) After a couple weeks, it was amazing how much time I had on my hands. You have all this time, and all of a sudden you can invest in your self-care. And you're like, wow, it's all about me now. It's a surprise. I know. And And actually, I'm finding that. That especially with my daughter and stuff, that you know she'll call and stuff, and I'm, like, I'm in the middle of like doing something or whatever, and she's like almost annoyed, you know, like <laughs> Do you have time for me, right? <laughs> and I've kind of dealt this whole life where now you know she needs to kind of where it's the roles have reversed, where you know beforehand it was completely about her, 
or my son, you know, because that's the way it had to be because mm-hmm. I was in the middle of raising them. And now I've gotten that life back that, you know, I'm not just M-O-M, I'm actually Kim. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and they're going, whoa, 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 wait a minute. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, so it is so important to understand about change and understanding that change is going to happen. Mm-hmm. And how do you, how do you, Prepare yourself for change. Well, it's it's all about getting yourself aligned correctly. You know, it's about what are your goals? What what's what is it you're looking to do? Yeah, and that's things that Jillian can help, definitely help out with. So I actually have an Instagram feed, and just, it's so funny that we're having this conversation. I, I mean, everything is timing and alignment, so I not really funny, I think it was fascinatingly interesting. Right. Earlier today on Instagram, I put up a post that said this, and it's actually a quote, accept uncertainty and witness the solutions and opportunities that spontaneously spring from it. Then you step into the field of all possibilities, remaining open to its infinite, sorry, to its infinity of choices. Like deep thoughts, right? Accept uncertainty and witness the solutions opportunities that spontaneously spring so we spend so much time resisting change and if all we did was just accept uncertainty right you might be delighted and surprised about the amazing well okay i can go a million miles a minute with that <laughs> quote because that opens up a can of worms i think in not a bad way, sure. but I think it, it, it opens up the discussion of um, the people who are willing to take chances for opportunities mm-hmm. and those who don't like change are willing to just deal with what they have. You know, and then some go through it and they're just fine. Mm-hmm. And then there's others that um, they wind up when they see their friends or family, uh, you know, succeeding and stuff, and further than what they are, there can be resentment, jealousy, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, it can lead to depression themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, because uh, they don't once they've gotten into that, they don't know how to get out of it. Right. And one quick way to get out of it is to adjust your physical environment. So if we go back to that cosmic trinity, mm-hmm. some of it is a component of destiny don't like what you see, you're not a tree. Like, you've heard this quote before, like, you're a tree, just move. Or something needs to change in your physical environment. Something needs to be adjusted so that you can physically line up with energy that's supportive. One of the components of feng shui that I don't actually think is talked about a whole lot, that there's this idea that vibration precedes manifestation. For just one second. Vibration precedes manifestation. You are... If you accept for one second that we're all energy, all have our own personal vibration, whether it's our emotions, whether it's the actual physical moving around, whether it's um, how we communicate with people, we're all energy, we're all vibrating. We can choose what kind of level we want to vibrate at. So if we are aligned with supportive energy in our physical environment, then it's just easier to manifest what we want. Right. That's that's what I, that's what. Let's get there faster. Well, but you have to choose to do that. You do have to choose. You have to choose to want to, you know, walk down that road. Mm-hmm. And it can be a hard one. Mm-hmm. And I can pull from 
my past experiences and stuff is that, um, you know, thinking that uh, this is where I wanted to be in my life and everything in the universe or everything that kept happening kept telling me that it wasn't the right place to be in. It kept telling me and telling me and it's kind of like you cannot take a round peg and try to put it square or vice versa. You yeah, can't yeah. put a square into a round hole. It just doesn't work. It doesn't. And the more you keep trying to do it and do it and do it and do it, um, the situations may be different, but the end result is the same, right. is that you're going to feel like you're still hitting a brick wall. Yeah. And you're going to keep doing that over and over and over again until you decide to take a look at where it is that you need to be mm-hmm. and go down that road. Yeah. Um, and I found myself that when I finally, you know, realized that uh, the stubbornness that I had, that I needed to put that aside, or that motivation of thinking that, because I've always been, uh, with being in dance and stuff, it was always in me, is that if you keep trying hard enough, you keep doing over and over and over again, you'll succeed, you'll get it, yeah. you know, you'll you'll master whatever that, you know, uh, turn is, or leg lift is, or whatever else, that you'll master that. Well, life is not just always that way. Right is that uh, if life was that easy, we could all just walk through this life with no problem whatsoever. But there's different elements that come in is that, you know, people in your life that have different elements and different energy and vibration that you're talking about. I mean, how many times do you wind up, you know, meeting people and stuff, and you can feel that energy and stuff, and that's why some people get along and become friends, and some people can't be friends sure. it's because they don't can't connect correctly yeah so true i really agree with so much of what you're saying a wonderful man that was really essential in my life jeff page he said always do what you've always done you'll always get what you got for yeah so it really speaks to how how long are you going to bang your head against the right. wall the relief really comes when you decide to do something different. right just go oh i don't need to continue banging my head against the wall something needs to shift right that people just are so afraid of change because they're always preparing for the worst. Right. They're trying to anticipate the worst possible case scenario that's going to come about because they're afraid of being in scarcity or being in lack or being hurt or right. or just not even understanding what that uncertainty means. If we can just take a breath yes. and stay in the moment and give it something that is more satisfying, that will get you on a path. Right. Yes. We, I see, we see each other. You know what we're talking about here. And I'm sure anybody listening to this, will. Uh, not, they're nodding their heads. They're all like, yeah, I totally believe it. Because they're all in, the, no, if they're listening to this, then they're also in agreement with what we're saying. Right. It's, it, but it's the, it's the point of, of implementing what you hear. Right. Right. So there will come a point where somebody listening to this will go, oh, I don't need to be so worried about my business. I can ask for help. Right. Oh, I can find the love of my life because I can ask for help. Right. Oh, I don't need to be in a bad relationship with my boss. I can. Right. All of these things can be shifted and and have the ability to go down a different path. And sometimes, sometimes right. you just need some clarity on mm-hmm. where to go. So you're going to ask a million people. You're going to ask your friends and family. They're going to give you advice. You might not take it because it might not seem like information that's coming from a source that 
be real guidance. Not that your parents aren't going to guide you. They want what's best for you. They might not know what your path right. possibilities are. They just want what's best for you. That's when you call on a practitioner. Right. Well, and I, I think that when it comes to family and friends and stuff, they have their own perception of what they believe, who you are, yeah. what they think you should do and stuff. And right. so, um, you know, it's coming from a place of, of good faith mm-hmm. and, you know, heartfelt. But they tell you what... But they're not, they're not you. They're not you. They don't, they don't have this, you know, um, they're not thinking what you're thinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so, you know, we kind of, we come into this world alone and we leave this world alone. But as we're in here and stuff, um, we may have people that help us get through things and stuff, but we still have to make decisions by ourselves. Sure. Of where we want to go, what we want to So it is important to have somebody that can Listen to just you. Mm-hmm. And really be objective. Yes. Sometimes I feel like what I offer in, in my consultancy is the ability to be objective yes. and bring clarity so that you can confidently. And, and we talk about wealth because it's happening right now, but in three months it's going to be something different. It's going to be a health issue. It's mm-hmm. going to be around getting prepared for the holidays and being involved in relationships with that may be uncomfortable and then before you know it's going to be Valentine's Day and someone's going to say I don't have love in my life and right. how do I get love in my life and there's something cyclical about the human experience you can absolutely no absolutely yeah well this has been wonderful this is so I just again we could talk for hours I know we just talk for days well here's the good thing in September you're coming back again. I'm coming back we're going to do it again I know I think we're going to start talking a little bit more about the horse so that we can have some good insight on the individual uh, focal point of a four-pillar of destiny chart. I think that's nice. where we're going to go. It's called the Day Master. I understand. Well, I'm all about it. Exciting. But that'll be. Is I think we'll probably need to have a meeting beforehand. Uh, hey, I'm all <laughs> for it. Um, my schedule is your schedule. So. Okay, well, wonderful. Why don't you give a shout-out for uh, your website? Sure, yeah. So my website, well, my business is Feng Shui in Motion. The website is FS for Feng Shui, fsinmotion.com. I'm based here in Phoenix. I work all over the United States. Actually, I'm traveling tomorrow off to Dallas for the day. Nice. So I'm very excited to with a, a bunch of people down there. Um, off to San Diego on Saturday. Nice. And back in San Antonio at the end of September for a conference. Um, so if you are not here in Phoenix and you need a consultation, absolutely we can do work remotely. We have uh, rates for coming out to your city for the day. Uh, I can also plan it so that if there's a people in the city, reduce that rate a little bit, make it more affordable. I'm with me a while. And there's so much that we can do by phone, by email. Or a small business owner, or someone around health or wealth or relationships, really much anything under the human experience right. that you feel like you could with, feel free to check out the website. There's actually a blog posts on there Whoa. on Instagram. Nice. And so you can see a little bit. And also, I'm always pulling her in, so. <laughs> I'll be back. She'll be back, so. Thanks, everybody. Yeah, Thank absolutely. you for including Thank, me. Yeah, Congratulations. Have a great rest of your day. You too. See you. All right, bye. bye. All right, well, 
We've had two wonderful guests, both on different areas, and they brought so much information to the table. So, uh, you know, if either one of them can be of help to you, reach out to either one of them. Uh, we are going to do another uh, shout out to one of the other vendors that are here be before we bring our next guest on. So um, maybe, could one of you get Charles real quick? Sam, someone? Okay, I got it, I got it. Okay, you got it. So we are going to, we have uh, Charles Blessing here, and he is a man of many different companies, and uh, he is here today with his significant other, and they are providing all of our wonderful uh, homemade lemonade and uh, ices and a bunch of different snacks and stuff, so... Uh, you know, come out and they have that available here. So, uh, but uh, I'm gonna have him come here and just give a real quick uh, overview of uh, some of what he does. Um, he does that and he also has a full service business, which I'm sure that he will, you know, right. touch on real here real quickly. Right. So, we have, he's coming right in the door here, so he will be right here, Charles. So, hi, Charles. Hi, Kim. Are you just like dying of heat out there? I'm melting. I know. <laughs> and getting a great suntan. Oh, I already had a great suntan. <laughs> so, this is Charles Blessing, and as I said, uh, he has multiple multitude of different hats that you wear so uh charles blessings of uh blessings pull services and then also him and uh karen o'neill have uh frozen delights it's just neil oh neil sorry so thank you so much yeah. for being out here today i truly appreciate it another uh sponsor out here so i want to make sure to let charles explain Exactly what he does and uh, you know we'd love to have you come out and be able to interact with both him and Karen go ahead Charles yeah we have a trailer and we a concessions trailer and we call it frozen delights and more we sell a lot of frozen items such as shaved ice fruit smoothies fresh squeezed lemonade we're gonna add fresh squeezed limeade as soon as we can figure out the formulation to limeade to make ah. it, it's good mix there and then we when we have our trailer we do ice cream novelties and uh, we're in the future as it does get cold here and the weather changes we are going to introduce many donuts and coffee and hot chocolate oh, I'm, and I'm all about certain, the mini donuts and at certain events we can provide uh, hot dogs and nachos we do have chips and soda water Depending upon the event and the venue, as far as what we can provide. Yeah, well, you guys actually go out yeah. to some of the high schools and stuff too. Yes, we've been to Dobson High School, Greenfield Junior High, and we've been to uh, Gilbert Youth Flag Football League. <laughs> it's a mouthful. I have to think of all the acronym letters to get in. The, Done their tournament, provided concessions to all the players, and the players come as far as Las Vegas and Southern um. California. We uh, do that 
they're looking to get into fairs and festivals. We do fundraisers, corporate events, things like kind of doing here today. Yes. So, uh, just to get our name out, and uh, for nonprofit organizations, we do uh, give back part of our program back to the organization. That's Gilbert Flag Football. We give a percentage of our back oh, to them awesome. because they don't charge us to be at their. Nice. And that's the way we can give back to our community, support them, us. Awesome. And yes. then your other hat is is <laughs> Blessing Pool Services. Yes, Blessing Pool Service. I service pools in the, uh, the East Valley, Central Phoenix, and the Scottsdale area, uh, providing uh, weekly pool maintenance to make sure the pools are ready for them uh, to go swimming whenever they want to. And it, Funky weather here sometimes doesn't always provide that, but I try my best. When we have, I clean the pool and a monsoon comes by a few hours later. Right. That's always a frustrating day. Exactly. And I can I can absolutely vouch for uh, Charles is that um, he, he's there when he says he's going to be there. Uh, he's very thorough and does a you know really good job. And you go over and beyond. You're always That's looking to be you. as flexible as you know possible and stuff. And uh, I know that we're in a you know networking group together and stuff. And there's other people who are in there. And uh, there's always great, great, great uh, feedback on what you know Charles does for people and stuff. So uh, if you you know are in the Phoenix area and are looking for pool service, uh, blessings pool services is definitely somebody to shout out to. You. Absolutely. Thanks for being here, right. Charles. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Good one. All right. So come out and see Charles and Karen. They're great people, and they'll love to to talk with you. So next, we are going to have our guest, uh, Samantha Schultz. And Samantha and I have worked on many things together here recently, and we'll continue Hi, to man. keep you know working together. Uh, maybe if we see. Okay, oh, perfect. So Samantha Schultz is the owner and founder of Energetic Me. And a little bit about Samantha is that uh, she is a retired trauma nurse and she got totally burnt out uh, being a trauma nurse and has taken her experiences though of being in the medical field and experiencing the burnout and turning that around and looking at it as a way to help others who are in that same predicament because Here's, here's the issue that we have is that we can't have every single nurse, law enforcement, firefighter, EMT quit because then we got a problem because we need these people. They're there for us when we uh, ourselves or our family members need them in those particular situations. So she does life coaching for them to try to help them work through you know the issues they're experiencing that are causing that stress or burnout so that they can feel like they can leave it where it needs to be left and then go back and be refreshed and do their job uh, that they need to do. So with that, welcome. Okay. And why don't you tell us a little bit more than what I already told everyone. Well, hello again. As you know, Kim and I have been working together for a while and you'll continue to see us. So we like to get out there and hold workshops as well. So keep watching for that. But anyway, as Kim said, my name is Samantha Scholes um, of Energetic Me, and I help nurses, physicians, and first responders overcome burnout 
by alleviating some of their symptoms in order to bring back their joy, energy, and resilience. So as Kim stated, I did work in a trauma center um, as a respiratory therapist, and I worked in trauma a lot, and I, I didn't really realize what was happening. It was probably six or seven years in where I really started to feel different about everything. And of course, it's normal for everyone. We have life on top of our jobs. So I had a brother dying of cancer. I was going through a divorce and I was working on trauma. So needless <laughs> to say, my stress level was insane. I don't know what you're talking about. See, to me, that seems like pretty Perfectly stress-free. Normal. I know. I know. Yeah, and then along with that, you know, I probably wasn't making the best choices food-wise. I was drinking a ton of Diet Coke because it just, it made me feel good. I I don't know, I like the bubbles and, you know, <laughs> I know that sounds kind of silly, but, but I did. I love the bubbles. It made me feel good for that little brief period of time. But um, what I found when I was working in the hospital, um, things just started standing out to me. I had um, an event where... I had a new patient coming. He happened to be a burn patient, and um, they the EMTs brought him around the corner, and I was pinned against the wall, and he grabbed me and was shaking me, and he was in so much pain, and whatever they gave him wasn't working, and so I automatically grabbed his arms, and and it was just a very terrifying experience for me. Um, so I just I kept. Going about my day, I was instantly in tears, and luckily that happened to me at the end of my day. But things started standing out to me as in just putting out fires one after the other. I could literally go from one trauma to another trauma to another trauma. And some of these could be tragedies where you're really seeing a lot of death and, and sometimes having your hands on patients or whatever the case may be, trying to stabilize and then move to the next one. And then you don't have any downtime to really deal with those emotions. So you go to another one and you compound it, put that on top of there, and then you have another one and you have another one. And this is life and death we're talking. So there are family members there and it's very heart-wrenching to see this happen, to be around the family. And you know, you can feel it in the room just the stress and the anguish and the if somebody's dying or if they've died oh i i i i can tell you i can relate from it from person coming into the emergency room because uh uh when my daughter was six weeks old she was stopped breathing and i had to rush her to the emergency room and i remember that feeling of running in and i said owner said Hang on a second, I'll be right there. And I said, baby's not like not breathing. And so she brought her stethoscope and she like put it on her. And that feeling of her grabbing her out of my arms and saying, just follow me. And she goes running through the emergency room. He, I went from just being worried to like terrified in like two seconds. Yeah, it and going, is what terrifying. is like, what is going on? Mm-hmm. And not only was she six weeks old, but I had, she was a preemie and had spent nine days in the needle needle. Oh, yeah. So I was like still trying to come off of that. 
and then I had that, ex you know, this experience and, um, you know, there, you know, and you watch this just whole group of people just like come and hover over this like 11 pound little baby okay. and putting down the throat and the ambulance drive to another hospital and stuff like that. And so I know that my emotions were out of control and there was probably nothing that any nurse or doctor could have done at that moment to ease any of that emotion. So, and I'm sure that my, you know, stress and coming unglued, they probably took that in because any of them who, well, just babies in general, people have the sensitivity to babies. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure just that alone, they took that on themselves. Absolutely, you do, because you put yourself in the parent's shoes or the family's shoes, whoever, on how you would be feeling if that were your child. That's why everyone works so diligently to make sure that we can do everything we can, because we know, we know we wouldn't want to be that parent standing on that side. Um, so what we do is, you know, we just kind of put that aside and do the work that we need to. Um, to stabilize the patient and then you know, we kind of set have to set those emotions aside right and Do our job, but what happens is afterwards? Everything's good and yay, it's a celebration right, you know for the family, but it doesn't necessarily always work out that way yeah. So that's very heart-wrenching for every person in the room absolutely and so now you can see why we don't really want our physicians, our nurses, our respiratory therapists to be burnt out, right? We want them to come in and, and be ready to work. Right. And, and it doesn't really matter. I think that pretty much everyone that is in that line of work knows that and, and you're able to step into that situation. It's just second nature to go in and stabilize a patient and, and then you move on and you know that you're gonna go most critical first, it's all about triage and you stabilize your patient. But what I think is so interesting and a lot of people might not know is that 300 to 400 physicians a year. Wow, I didn't know That's that. about one a day. Yeah. Wow. And then nursing, nurses have, for female nurses are 23% higher rate of than regular males that aren't in that line of work. I had no idea. So it's very, very trying um, because everybody went into healthcare because they like to take care of patients. Right. It doesn't make sense that a doctor would spend years and years and years going to school to just give it up. So it makes you wonder what is going on behind that. So clearly there are some emotions that they're dealing with. Right. And, and on this particular article, I saw that it was considered to be part of a mood disorder, alcoholism, or substance. But then you still have to go back to why. Right. Why? Um, is it because of what they're seeing? Because, you know, we have a nursing shortage and everybody's working so hard all day and you don't have that time to come down. Right. and talk about it. So what I decided, it doesn't mean you have to leave what you're doing, but I decided to because I wanted to help 
on the preventative side. So what I was seeing when I was in the emergency room is we're rushing around and um, besides an accident, of course, you're going to stabilize there, but you're seeing a lot of chronic illness that we're rushing around to help that patient. But if we could get to the patient before and start working on the preventative side, that, that would be ideal so that you know, we're not having to rush to the hospital to get that urgent care at that particular time. Does it mean that you know, it's going to take care of everything? Absolutely not. We need our hospitals, we need our nurses, our doctors, we need everybody there, and we need them to be functioning at a high level. So what can we do about that? So what I decided to do, um, I went back to school and became an integrative health and nutrition coach. And so what I do with that is we work through these modules, which you'll see from Kim and I, we're working on the right. 12 pillars of burnout and how to help overcome them. We actually have the, the introduction and the first pillar out. So uh, if you look it up uh, on uh, YouTube, you can actually find uh, both of those, the introduction mm -hmm. and pillar one. So we spent some time on that. Mm -hmm. So there's some good information to look at. Yeah, and so you'll see more to come on that. But what I offer are group classes or one-on-one -on -one coaching to really create a safe space to come and share. So I knew that one of my biggest struggles was finding someone to talk to that could handle it. I could not go home and talk to my spouse about it because if he wanted to do that and be around that he would have done it and so he flat out would say are you done talking because i cannot listen to this i can't hear it it's very disturbing for me so then what that did was leave me with these these feelings that i didn't really know how to deal with and so i started internalizing quite a bit and um, trying to find help, I did end up going to my naturopath because I wanted to make sure I was staying healthy. I did see a psychiatrist, which was only a few times, but it was great. You know, she really helped me kind of work through some of the probably marriage issues, really. And then, <laughs> you know, oh, that's a big problem. But, um, and then uh, I hired some coaches. And they really helped. And some have been just personal development. But what I do is we meet and talk. Safe place to talk about those things that are bothering you. We create a program that you want to work on. Whatever you're struggling with, it doesn't always have to be burnout. But that's a lot of it because there are a lot of people burnout right now. It's not just in medicine. It's in corporate. And we're all running around like chickens our heads cut off trying to do as much as we can every day and we have to say are we really enjoying our life are we really when we're running around like that doing everything trying to fit in as much as we can are we truly so that is my goal I want to help people bring their joy back and still stay doing what they love it doesn't mean you have to leave we can find solutions, things to work on, make it fun, cooking classes. So we will touch on diet and nutrition as well because that's a big part of it. We don't respond to stress as well if our health isn't and we're eating junk food and 
Right. And that's the tendency when we're burnt out to, we want to grab what makes right. us feel good. You know, sugar is a big one. It's highly addictive. It gives us that pleasure hormone in our brain. So, of course. But one of the things that they, they say is that, um, especially if you're working um, diet program, lifestyle change stuff, mm-hmm. is that when you feel that desire to go after that and stuff, is that um, a couple things. One, go for a walk. You know, go for a swim. Do something of that nature. Um, or the other philosophy is, too, is that don't go and get it and, you know, and if you've gone and done something else, if you have thought about it three times and are still thinking about it, actually go and have it. Because mm-hmm. if you don't, then you're going to wind up overindulging in that. So, um, so that's to keep in mind, too, is that uh, when you're trying to work on that and change those things in your life, um, do understand that what we're what we are not saying is that uh, if you can't get that out of your mind and stuff, not to allow yourself to have it is that. But it's about keeping again moderation, keeping perspective. Right, and moderation and extremes are big anyway. If you think about it, you know you can't just exercise, exercise like crazy and push your body into the ground because you're just going to fall apart. And, and that's what happens. So stress, we're completely driving our body, go, go, go. We're caffeinated like crazy. So our cortisol is spiking. And, you know, we are just so burnt out of that. We can't, in fact, I still am having a hard time processing cortisol properly. So because I shot my adrenals because I was constantly go, go, go. And at one point when... I was working in the hospital. I had four hats that I would wear on any given day. It'd be a supervisor, a lead, I could have patients, and I could be training a new hire. So that is a lot, but what I decided when that was happening to me was I could only, if I had patients and I was given patients, that's really what I needed to focus on, and I think everyone would agree. So from there, we, I just, I kept working to find coaches that could help me and I was able to overcome it and I feel so much better now and I just want to do the same for other people and I'm here to help you. There's one more thing I wanted to talk about um, really quick and it's another tool that I have in uh, working with diet and nutrition. It's called a bioenergetic scan and It's a biofeedback, so I send stressors to the body to see what's happening, um, and it kind of responds, and we'll come up with graphs and charts, and it shows where there's some inflammation in the body, and also what might be happening inside the body, what we're dealing with. That is my favorite thing about this, is finding the artificial stressors that are in our body which could be pesticides, insecticides, viruses, bacteria, heavy metals, all of that. It's just a brief snapshot. It's non-invasive. Do whatever you want to with it, but it's good information to say, okay, well, that makes sense because when we're taking in food with kind of preservatives or chemicals that we don't realize are in there, it's stored in our fat cells. So because our body doesn't recognize 
what do I do with this? And it starts storing it. Some of those can be considered endocrine disruptors too, so it affects our hormones as well. Well, and I think too, as you're talking about service that you provide and stuff, that I think is such a huge benefit that um, I think that when we start feeling like something's going wrong with us and stuff, is that we will automatically resort to um, how many different types of medications can we take or mm-hmm. what we can buy over the counter and stuff mm-hmm. to try to do. Um, and we are constantly trying to uh, figure it out ourselves and not really knowing, and we're trying to act like we have an understanding of, excuse me, of what needs to be done mm-hmm. to take care of what's going on and, and not really knowing what the part of our body is having the issue. And it's really important to um, really get to the, um, to the nitty-gritty of what is going on because it, you can have different things that are going on that are a result of inflammation mm-hmm. or something that's going on with one of your organs that um, that you can treat you can be treating all these other problems but in those problems might go away but then something else is going to come up because you still haven't dealt with and figured out what that problem is so uh, that really comes to play with a lot of people like myself I've suffered from IBS mm-hmm. and personal issues stuff like that, and uh, that can show itself in so many different forms and oh, stuff. Sure and that you know, you can try to address it with saying, okay, well, you know, I'm going to take, you know, water pills or take laxatives, or there's all these extremes that we go through mm-hmm. to try to make ourselves feel better, but it only lasts for a short period of time, which I found out, that it would keep coming back oh, and yeah. it would almost come back with a vengeance. You know, so it is so vital to now that we have things that we can actually, mm-hmm. uh, without having to go through some major, you know, uh, going underneath, you know, a surgery or having to go through all kinds of, you know, diagnosical tests and stuff that we, technology is at a point where it can offer something like what it is that you do mm-hmm. that can actually go through it, read and stuff. It's non-invasive. Um, so you don't have to worry uh, that you're getting radiation or anything right. else like that and be able to key in. And the thing is, too, is that if you do find in there that there's some real issues going on, that they have the information to take with them to go to a their specialist that you know focuses on the area that they're having the problem in mm-hmm. and so they don't have to start at the drawing board they have all the information and they can react on what's going on much faster and help mm-hmm. you out yeah and even just to to know okay well this is okay and give you some tools to to help lens or whatever we would be working with a doctor regardless because we wouldn't just be winging it and kind of you know working we'd want to make sure that that you have a doctor on board and that if you're starting a cleanse because a lot of let's just say the liver so a lot of skin issues are related to the liver so you know maybe it's a good time to cleanse the liver or or maybe it's time for an elimination diet and you know let's let's see what is causing this and slowly adding those foods 
back in. So guidance is really good during this. And like I say, I would work very closely with a naturopath, with doctors, so that we can find a resolution to some of those problems, those annoying problems. You know, are we going to constantly, okay, here's, here's a good analogy. If you have a tack in your foot, are you going to keep taking aspirin or are you going to take the tack out? So, <laughs> I'm going to leave the tack in. <laughs> yeah, and I'm just going to keep taking aspirin, you know? And then, then we're worried about what's, what's not aspirin per se, but sorry, um, ibuprofen, whatever, which then we know isn't great for the liver, yada, yada. So it just keeps going from there. So that was an additional service that I wanted to bring up today. And... Other than that, I am here to help. I would love to work with anybody that's feeling burnout, that's interested in working on diet, nutrition, emotions, to feel better and bring back your joy. And she can do that, too, uh, through, you know, over the phone. She can yes. do it through Zoom calls. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the uh, advantage that we have with today's technology and mm-hmm. stuff is that, uh, you know, she can reach out to you and, and help you. You know, that way and one of the things that that uh, that Samantha and I are working on is that uh, we will be going through all these 12 pillars of burnout and we will be doing regular workshops and we will travel to provide these workshops for you and we actually have one coming up on September 28th uh, <laughs> that is going to be here in Mesa Arizona and it will be from 9 to 11 a.m. so uh, you know if you uh, are experiencing any type of burnout whatsoever uh, we will be touching on pillar two of the uh, 12 pillars of burnout and if you miss the first one uh, we are more than happy to try to help you uh, you know steer, steer you toward the resources for pillar one and um, but join us for for the second one there's a lot of good information that will be out there yeah, we would love to see you. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for coming, oh, Samantha. Sure. And then all of my information is up on Kim's site, right? It is. Okay. Yep. It's on my site. And uh, she is here today. She has information stuff, and she actually has the unit here for you to look for. So, uh, again, uh, come out and join us and, and interact and see Samantha. Okay. I would absolutely have her work on every single person I know. So Well, thank you, Kim. I All appreciate right. it. Yeah, absolutely. All right, with that, uh, again, I just want to give a shout-out that we are at uh, KC Photography here in Gilbert, Arizona, on Gilbert Road. So uh, we are here until 4 o'clock. So uh, if you want to come out and you know be able to meet with uh, people like Samantha or Danya or meet with the owner, Karen Karsko, that owns uh, KC Photography. Um, I also have uh, uh, Mike uh, Michael Kurtz, who is the owner and founder of <laughs> uh, <what do> called <laughs> Design. Really? <laughs> Come over here, Mike. Come on, introduce yourself. Come over here, Mike. Well, Mike actually, Mike will is our next guest, so. Why don't you tell me the gentleman who is? Should I put these on? Sure, go ahead. All right, go ahead, Mike. Oh, it's a crazy tech. It's designed from scratch concepts, Kim. That's right. And Mike has been. My hair is a complete mess from helping outside, Kim. (laughs) 
all of my my help that I've done. He has been here nonstop since this morning, yes. so he has been absolutely so, marvelous. So if I just pass out, right? But it's I want to say this, Kim. Yes. Let's say this. Let's say this now before we get any further. Okay. Oh, good. Now I'm on the screen. Awesome. Let's just say for everyone in the room, Kim, you have done an amazing job today. Oh, thank you. It is awesome to see how far you've come with this in such a short time. You should be very proud of yourself. You should be very excited. So kudos to you. Aw, thank you. <laughs> thank you, thank you. So, um, but I would not be where I am right now without all the help from Mike. Oh, so, go on. <laughs> go on. Stop it. Making me blush on camera. <laughs> And this is this is the great humor I get all the time. Yeah, I torture her. Yeah. <laughs> yes, me and my cats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I uh, I secretly, when I'm there helping behind the scenes, let the cats in, join in on the show. Yes, they have good things to say, and it's important. <laughs> it's important. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> well, Mike has actually been in this area of focus where he focuses on logos he focuses on websites and he has multiple hats because he actually focuses in on radio and let's say it this way okay i focus on the health of your business oh that's fabulous right wow and while samantha can detect problems with your human skin i detect problems with your business skin See, I wasn't just over there playing on my phone. Uh -huh. I was actually listening. That's awesome. Yes, this is why it's so much fun. Yeah. I tell you what, if you are, you know, if I'm not having a day that I feel all that excited about, yeah. all I have to do is call Mike on the phone and... She yells at me for like an hour. <laughs> I said, did you get it out of your system? She's like, no, you mother. <laughs> and I'm just like, okay. You know, so I completely understand what you were talking about with burnout, Samantha, yeah. because it's just, you know, I mean, she just, I mean, there was one time that I was trying to set up the camera and she's like, why won't this work? Make it work. You know, she's hitting my head into the table. That's okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was very... But but weirdly calling. enough, her hitting my head on the table caused everything to start working. So then I was like, oh. I was like there, it works. And I went, fine. That's what it takes. So that's why she speaks so highly of me. Yeah. <laughs> she thought I didn't remember the times where she beat my head. I thought, the table. yeah, I thought I'd hit it yeah. one so hard yeah. that like it actually like for, like you forgot yeah. the memory. Yeah, no. She's like, I'm sure there's a brain injury in there somewhere <laughs> and you wouldn't be wrong <laughs> right. i think some of that was before you met me <laughs> but some of it wasn't <laughs> all right but what why don't you tell us a little bit about what it is that you do how long you've been doing this what kind of got you into doing what you do i'm so glad you asked well awesome so what i do is about a year and a half ago, I started a business. I had been getting asked 
by a lot of small businesses that were just starting out if I could help them with their brand? And the answer was no, because I was working with another company helping them with their brand full time. And I realized I didn't like telling them no. And so my wife and I talked many a times late into the night where I begged her, please, honey, please. <laughs> and she said, fine, fine. So I started this business, and now I work with startups, small businesses, solo entrepreneurs who are trying to get their foot into a business but have never done it before. And branding is something that's very abstract for a lot of people. There is a science behind it, but much like nutrition or anything else, if you don't know the science, right. you don't know whether you're doing it right or wrong. You know, right. somebody tells you, oh, eat this, it's good for you, and then somebody else says, why on earth would you eat that? That's why you're having a problem. And, you know, it's the same way with your brand, where if you're not setting it up to work properly, people are going to react. You know, we've all seen the signs on the side of the road and be like, yeah, I'm going to call you to fix my mortgage or, you know, I'm going to call you to, to do this. You're not going to call the sign by the side of the road. Right. But that's somebody's business and they don't know, they don't know the steps that it takes to get the attention that they need to get the customers, to retain the customers. And so I work with them to not only develop the tools they need, but then to teach them how to use it, which, you know, when people say, oh, you do graphic design. No, I do brand design, and there's a difference because graphic design or photography like, like Karen does here, or anything like that, there's a system to it. And you can take the greatest pictures in the world, but if the person who's making your website doesn't know what to do with them, right. then it doesn't matter. Right. And so to have somebody behind the scenes going, hey, you know, you're a great photographer, but their colors are purple and blue, if she takes the photos with green and yellow, right. what's the point? They're right. amazing photos, but they don't work. But she didn't know because no one told her. Right. And had someone told her, done it. Right, exactly. Well, I think uh, actually yesterday, I think when it, especially when it came to logos, the example that you gave was, uh, I think everybody kind of went, oh. Yeah. I mean, it was really profound. Do you, want, do you I should, remember? I was going to say, I could probably explain it. So I, I used this example. And I, I did it in an elevator pitch, so I had 30 seconds. So if you don't mind, I might take 33 this time. That's fine. You so, could take 34 if you oh want. Oh, my. Caring person. <laughs> um, so I, I use this example. You're driving down the street. You just picked up the rental car. Late at night. Been on an eight-hour flight. You're exhausted, and you're starving, and all you want to do is get something to eat. But because you're on a plane... Your phone died, so you can't Google a good place. So all you have to go by is the logo on the building. And just by that logo, you're going to be able to tell whether something's relaxing or if it's going to be a loud sports bar or if it's what that environment's going to be. And all you have is the logo in the three seconds as you're driving past it to decide, that's the place I want to go. So then I say, now let's flip the equation. What are you doing to capture that person as they're scrolling through Google or they're driving past or doing whatever it is that they're doing? How, how are you thinking about what they're thinking about in order to capture their attention? Or are you just saying, I don't know, this is a cool picture. It'll, it'll be fine. Right. 
you know, what story are you telling? Because as Karen with, with photography studio will tell you, you are capturing a moment right. in that image that tells the entire story of your wedding or your child's birth or whatever you're celebrating. You have one image tell that entire story. Right. Well, and I think one of the biggest things that I learned when we first started talking and stuff is that uh, Mike actually spends the time uh, sitting down with you and talking with you and finding out, you know, what your what your image, you know, what is it your goal is, you know, what, when you think of your business, what is it that you think about your business, you know? Right. Um, Yeah. What's the story that you want people to know about? And that's, that's so important when you are, you know, looking for somebody to help you is that, um, are they, are they asking you, are they, number one, are they asking you questions? Right. You know, because if they're not asking you questions, then, then how do you, how do they know what it is that you're thinking and stuff? How are they ever going to come up with a concept that is going to reflect what it is that you're saying? And if you're doing all the talking, it should be the other way around. It should be that they're doing most of the talking, asking questions, and then you're just giving, you know, answers back. And, you know, that then when they they will send you things and you know ask you, does this look exactly what it is that you're trying, you know, trying to right. do, or giving suggestions? Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of yeah. No, we're not doing that. Yeah, yeah. Just because, again, I'll use I'll use because we're in the photography studio. Talk about photography. If you take photos of weddings and graduations, you're not going to have the same story if you take photos of musicians. Right. And so if I'm someone who's looking for a photographer for my wedding, I want to be able to look at that logo and go, that's kind of aggressive. And then when I see the portfolio, oh, because they specialize in taking pictures of rock concerts, right. not weddings. And why? Because the way you approach taking a picture at a rock concert versus the way you approach taking a picture at a wedding is right. different. And they don't have the passion for the one. They're not going to do it. And so be able to tell me that as I'm scrolling through going, I don't think they're going to be right for me. It, it, it's attracting your target market with pictures instead of trying to explain to them, oh, the reason you're part of my target market is. Right. Because you're not there to explain it to them. Right. No, absolutely. And I, I think the, the other thing is, too, is especially uh, when you're um, working on a website, I mean, we're in a point of time where most businesses are online now. You know, you they, 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 you have to be online. You have to have a presence. Social media plays such a humongous role in a business's success that you have to, you have to know. Um, and if you don't know, you need somebody who knows how to right. design a website that will attract attention. Well, it's not even. It's not even that the website attracts attention. In fact, it's kind of the opposite. Not the crap all over theory. I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> but it's actually the opposite. It's you're going to do all of these things to attract attention, and then where do they go? Right. They're going to go to two places. They're either going to go to your brick-and-mortar location, if you have a brick-and-mortar location, or they're going to go to your digital location. So the real question isn't do you have a website? The real question is what does your website do? 
-hmm. And everybody's going to have a different purpose for their website. For you, your website is, you know, you can get a signed autograph, pictures, get a lock of your hair. They can order those things. Probably not. No, we're not going to do that anymore. No. <laughs> All right, not forget anymore. it. No more. I've lost enough here. No more locks of Kim's hair. Right. <laughs> so it's closeout sale on locks of Kim's hair. <laughs> but, but no, but they're going to come to your website for a specific reason. If it's a restaurant, I'm going to go to the rest. I'm going to go to the restaurant's website because I want to order food or make a reservation or just see what the menu is, how much the, how much it costs. Right. That's why I'm going there, and. And if you're going to go to a photographer's website, you want to see a portfolio. You want to schedule a shoot to see if they're available. You want to see what their prices are. There's there's different reasons for going to a to a website. And so just go, yeah, I got a website that I made myself in 30 minutes. But if it doesn't do anything, mm -hmm. if it's not easy to use, what is the point of having it? Right. Because what you're going to end up doing is the same thing that happens if you walk into a store and it is a dump. You're going to go, I'm not buying anything. Right. No, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 all about, I, I call it the, like that feel-good feeling. Yeah. You know, and it's the same thing when you go to a website as it is as to when yeah. you go into a store, is that, you know, do you feel good about being there? You know, when you walk into a store, there's certain, you've all, I'm sure, have had experience. You've walked into a store, and you're like, ugh, no, and you've walked out. There's other stores you walked in, and you've been in there for an hour or more. Yeah, you know, just you walk browsing. just browsing around and stuff because it has that feel and the environment that kind of sucks you in and wants you to, to, to be in there. So the website is just as important. It's just that now it's internet based, but that's right. where people are going to. I mean, you know, that, the, trust me, the. Uh, the black stores are very aware that they are now competing against sure. everything that's on the internet. So sure, it's all fair game now. Yeah. And then how does, you know, the other thing is too, is that how is your social media page connecting with your website? Right. That's the other important thing too, is that, you know, are you getting the information out there in your social media that's going to drive, you know, the business to your website? Right. Well, there's, and there's a reason why it's called a social network is you use it for networking. You know, you don't necessarily use Facebook or Instagram as your sole way to sell your product. Now, I'm not saying you can't. I'm just saying if you're relying on that, you're leaving a lot of stuff on the table. Right. Because I can tell you off the top of my head 10 people that I know that aren't on Instagram. I can tell you 10 people I know that aren't on Facebook. And if that's the only place they can buy your product, you're not going to sell to them even if they really need it. Right. And you're not going to be able to reach them because they're never going to see it. So what are you doing to capture those people? Well, that's what the website is. is because you can drive everybody from Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, wherever you're doing it, from ads and Google. You can drive everything to one place. It makes it so much easier to track what you're doing. Well, and then here's the other thing. Now, now you have your website set up. Right. Okay. You need to have this person who has developed your website keep on top of your website. Because yeah. if you are not keeping on top of your website and updating things on there, uh, that you know when people go back there or people who have different interests that you will now capture because you've put something different on there yeah. because there's different things that drive different people to your site. And 
there was an activity that we did in our group yesterday that um, a very I, clever exercise. It was very clever. I'll give myself definite credit for yes. that. But I think it it makes a point though in in what it is that we're discussing here is that um, we can have our own perception of what it is that why we got into the business that we're that we're doing whether it's you're working for someone else or especially if you have your own business is that and what you feel your mission state is and what it is you want to accomplish and what we did is that we wrote things down and came up with a description of what those areas were then we read it to a partner. And then I had them change papers, and then that person had to write a description of that person's business based on the words they wrote down. And Mine it, didn't come out well, by the way. I felt very attacked when I was done. I'm, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> she just looked. Kim, did, I'm glad this got captured on camera because Kim just looks at me like, I don't know why I put you on. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, so here, you know, what it, what it is showing is, though, is that you have to learn how to adapt your business to being in different situations, because how do you, in that situation, attract what their uh, thought processes are, what their likes are, and, you know, talk about your business so that they'll understand how, where it is they are, how it can relate and how they can benefit from your business. So we have to learn, we're not saying that, uh, you know, to give up what your thoughts are, your missions are, but you have, in order to be successful, you have to be able to be adaptable and flexible and change how you describe your business so that other people understand why they need your business. And I think, I think you hit on something really, really smart, and that is, the reasons that we're doing this, nobody cares about. They're in it. It's the what's in it for me. Right. And everything that everybody sells is the exact same thing. We sell a user experience. We don't go to McDonald's because the food is great. We go there because we're stressed out and we just have to shovel down food. Or, or I like or, Ronald McDonald. Yeah, or Ronald McDonald. <laughs> but, but that's the point. You go there because there's a cute clown that you remember from your childhood. Right. We go to Starbucks because we want to relax. We carry, you know, we carry these nice purses because of the way people look at us, especially my purse. We have these <laughs> nice cars. We do these things for the experience, and we're not going to any place based on the food. If you read Yelp reviews, go through and read Yelp reviews. You'll see... It rarely is the food the subject of the Yelp review. It's the service. It's the cleanliness. It's yes. the experience mm -hmm. that these people had. So your job is not to convince somebody why what you're doing is great. Your job is to make an experience that they love. Hence why when you go into one store, you go, I just got to get out of here. And you go to the next store and you find yourself walking around for two hours looking at the clearance items because right. it's just so comfortable to be there. Right. And every business owner should approach everything they do with the thought of, if I wasn't me and I was using this service, would I be enjoying my Right. Whether it's trying to find them in a parking, parking lot, you know, you're driving through trying to find the restaurant, or I'm shopping there, or Googling them. Everything they do, is it easy? Is it satisfying? 
does it make them happy when it's done, or do they give up because they're frustrated? Right. If the answer is yes, they're happy, you're going to be more successful because you're pushing people away by frustrating them, by making them disinterested, by confusing them. We're fickle, and we don't care. You know, everybody has these great stories as to why they started doing whatever it is they're doing. Right. But that's not the selling point. Selling point is, oh, you're going to solve this problem, this problem, and this problem for me. And that's what I want. Well, and I think as we're talking about this, the, the next step on this that uh, talk about uh, Darlene Digital that is one of the sponsors here is that uh, dealing with Google Yeah. is, you know, you need a... Oh, I, th I thought you were going to say dealing with Craig. Well... Craig Darling. Yes. Dealing with him... Greatest experience. Craig Darling is a, a yeah. wonderful person. Yeah, so he, he cuddles me. He cuddles you. That's no, awesome. No, not anymore. <laughs> but you need you need a person like Craig Darling with Darling Digitals that will work as a relationship with a website person like Michael yeah. Kurtz because um, they work well together because. Uh, it's great to have a website and have all this designs and stuff that you feel is great and everything. But if you don't understand how to drive traffic to your right. website, you can have the greatest website in the world and you will get zero traffic. I'm glad you think the website I'm making you is the greatest. In the world. It is the greatest in the world. <laughs> Yay. But no, but it's, but it is true. It's, and Craig's really, really good. If not unbelievably great at figuring out how to get Google to like you. And again, that's part of the thing, is if I can Google it and find it, I'm going to go there. That's why people go so crazy over search engine optimization, because I have to be at the top. I have to be the first one they see, because as you've heard a million times, nobody goes to the second page of Google. Right. Because why would you? Right. You know, if you can't find what you want on your first page, you typed it in wrong. Right. You know, but it all comes back to that experience. Well, and generally speaking, too, I know from my own personal experience that if I can't find it on the first page, rather than going to the second page, I'll just go back up to the top and put in different words. Yeah, that's what I mean. You just, you just yeah. say, I must have typed it in wrong because it's what you want. Right. You know, usually you go, come on, Google. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Half the time I find myself upset with Google yeah. saying, don't you understand what it is I'm yeah. looking for? Yeah, Didn't what, I give you enough yeah. words to like yeah. get me where I wanted yeah. to go? Oh, fine. I'll pluralize them. <laughs> right? Or then it gives me a bunch of stuff that yeah. I wasn't really looking for. And I'm like, yeah. why did you think that's what I wanted? Yeah. Or you go, honey, what have you been looking up? <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Kids. Right? Yeah. You know, or you go, oh, I'm getting that for Christmas. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> Sucker. Cancel order. <laughs> right. Place with. But all of those different things are so important to have a successful business. Yeah. Is that you have to understand the basis of, um, you know, one, first you need to establish your logo. And that needs to be based yeah. off of, you know, do you know exactly what it is that you want to do? Do you know exactly what your vision is? You know exactly, um, you know what it is, what you think that that 
logo symbol is going to be that uh, actually identifies, you know, what it is that you're trying to sell. You know, if you don't know all those things, like 100% certain, that's that's not a problem. Yeah. You know, because that's why you have somebody like Michael Kurtz work with you because he helps you through talking with you, figure out, come up with some ideas, and, you know, you're like, either you say, yes, that's spot on, or... No, it's getting kind of where I want to go, right. but it's not quite there yet. And, you know, it, it's a work in progress because, you know, sometimes if you don't, you're not really sure, it's not until you see some ideas thrown at you based on the things that somebody heard you say that you right. understand what it is that you actually are looking for. And, and there's a lot of science that goes into it that people don't realize. And I'll, I'll give your audience this to think about. When you drive down the street... Look at every restaurant and fast food restaurant. What color is their logo? 90% of them are either orange, red, or have both. Why? Because red is a color that creates desire and actually makes you hungry and want their product when you see it. So that when you're driving down the street and you're going, hmm, I'm kind of hungry, and then you look over and go, yeah, I could go for some five guys. (laughs) <laughs> because that the color is specifically chosen because it creates and gets the subliminal part of your brain saying, I want that. So what are you doing with your logo to create those subliminal messages? You know, if you're doing something where you want action and you want excitement, you're going to use warmer colors like yellows and oranges and reds. But if you want to create a relaxing environment like Starbucks has, you're going to use greens and blues and purples because they create a a calming effect and the mixture of the two can create their own kinds of emotions. And so to just say, I'm going to pay somebody five bucks to do it and they're going to give me three and I'm going to pick the one I like best. How is that making you look professional so that, that you look, oh, that's clearly that's like a ma and pa and they started a business and great for them or Oh, crap. I didn't realize you were just a mom and pop business. Right. You no, know, exactly. You know, what, what are your plans? Do you, want, do you want to start a restaurant and in five years you're going to have three of them throughout the city? Or do you just want to do enough work, pay the bills, and, you know, I own a corner shop and it's good. It pays the bills and that's all I, have, that's all I ever want to do. Part of how you set up your brand revolves around that because if you want to be with four or five restaurants throughout the city, you really have to think about the message that you're sending, get people wishing, man, I, I would go to that restaurant more if it was in my part of the city. Then you can franchise. And it's right. there's a lot there's a lot more than just I just need a cool picture. And that's just your logo. So imagine how how that rolls through the rest of your business, whether it's brochures, menus, right. websites, social media. Approaching everything with the, how am I getting them to have a good experience? Well, and you having to learn too, uh, and this is one of the biggest things that I've had to learn in all this process of what we've been going through stuff is that um, it is a process. I, I, that's the key word that I said is the, it is a process. Yes. Is that um, that you know you can at the beginning of it have an idea. But then as you start to get things into place, 
you know, you start thinking of other things or it creates a different idea. And so something changes or evolves. Yeah. You know, there's an evolution yeah. in that process and stuff. And so, um, <clears throat> excuse me, you can't, can't know exactly what the end result is going to look like if you don't go through the process. Right. You know, so that's, that... That's a great way of saying it. Yeah. You have to go through the process to do... You know, as you're working, because normally if you're in the process of doing your logo and doing your website, you've started in on your business. So as you're doing your business and stuff, you will start to see longer that you're in it. Oh, you know what? I like I really have a better understanding of where my focus is now. And it's not unheard of for people to, you know, uh, change around their mission statement and stuff because what they thought out what they thought they were starting out as mm -hmm. it may have evolved into you know something different you know yeah. it may have you know some of the core val still values but you know, how they want to approach that changes you know drastically and that's why it's so important to um, understand that you know, when you get into wanting to have a website that's going to be one of benefit to you that it is a relationship that you're taking on with the person that you're working with yeah. because they are the key to helping you evolve into what it is that you want to, where you want to go. And you may want to be successful and, you know, that is not going to change the whole thing. But the process is going to help you understand, define what your goal is in being successful. Would you say it's a fun process? It no, can, no, I'm saying, would you please say it's a fun process? It is a fun, it is, no, it actually has been a really yeah, fun process is. because fun. Uh, every time that we've had the discussion, you know, I remember when we were first working on the logo and, you know, we kind of talked and stuff and you sent me something and I remember looking at it going, that wasn't what I thought, right, right. <laughs> you know, and I, I actually felt kind of bad. I was like, but but the thing is, it. But that's a lot of people I, feel bad, but you shouldn't, yeah. because the point is to open the door for a discussion. Right. Because what what my job is is to rip open the top of your head, scoop out your brains, and figure out what you're thinking. <laughs> and it it's not easy. It's you know, well, every nuance of your personality comes into it. But then the flip side of going. But does this make sense if I didn't know you? Would I be able to understand what this is from an outsider's point of view? If I would, like you said, if I was driving down the street or scrolling through Google, would I see the same thing that you see when you look at it? And that's the challenge. Well, absolutely. But I think one of the things for being the um, on this side of it is that when I did get that, though, it got me into the thought process right. of thinking and then I went and started looking for some images that kind of you know came to me as reflecting of what I thought stood for what it is that you yeah. know I was looking to represent and when I was able to do that I was able to send those images to Mike and then he was able to pull it together and I mean in like in, as soon as I saw it I was like that was like that's it. Yeah. You know, and and I, yeah. The first time she called me up crying, going, "What is this?" The second time she called me up crying, going, "That's it." 
<laughs> and I, at first I thought, I, when she said, that's it, I thought, I was like, oh, crap, I'm tired. She's like, no, this is what I want. Like, I've, I've, uh, I've called the cats back. They will no longer attack you. <laughs> that's great. She has two vicious killer cats. Right, yeah. That, um, it's, yeah. 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 They're like all you the have to do is all you cats. have to do is pet them and then yeah, eat. count your fingers. <laughs> yeah, still got ten. Yeah, They're vicious. Yeah, they're like if you took lion, a tiger, like shrunk them down, matchbox size. Yeah, if I was depending on them to uh, actually save me. Um, I might as well realize that like, yeah. I'm just going to die because well, the <laughs> they cat, won't be there. I went in the one day and the cat was like reloading a Glock. It's cool, man. Here to see Kim. It's all good. <laughs> She's in the back doing a podcast. <laughs> she won't let me in again. Yeah. I'll, let you, I'll let her know you're here. Wait. <laughs> you know, goes back. It's, it's great. He's got like a wife beater and like ripped up jeans, <laughs> right. a tattoo that says uh, thug life forever. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Why'd you let me on the air again? Because <laughs> it's fun. It is fun. We have a good time. You know, I mean, business is, is the best business is the business that you love so much that you enjoy yeah. what it is that you're doing yeah. and when you're looking at making major decisions that's going to make or break whether your business is successful uh if you can not feel like you cannot get along or you don't have the same you know uh thought process with the person that you're working with um then you need to find a new person especially with something this personal yeah where you're going to tell me no and i'm going to tell you no you have to trust that the person that you're going to have this difficult conversation with is going to know that oh, they're doing it for my benefit and not because they're a weirdo right. who just wants my money. Right. I don't know how I tricked you, but somehow I have. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Well, I want, while we're sitting here too, um, I want to give a shout out to Ryan Fritz of uh merchants he's up in utah and he's another uh big sponsor yeah. of the gala today and uh he deals with um uh credit services so if you are looking for credit services for your business then he contact uh he also has uh like some of the other people that we were they have several different hats of different businesses that yep. they have so um, he has many I should have different... worn a hat considering how messy my hair is. But in all fairness, I was, hang- I was setting up balloons, banners, and tents. <laughs> There's like a whole tent outside of the frozen delights. And if you like fresh squeezed lemonade, oh frozen gosh. delights has the best fresh squeezed lemonade. It is the best I've, I've ever had, had ever in my soul. And I don't even care that it's got sugar in it. I know you had this whole discussion that sugar is not the best, but I don't care. Well, one one glass of lemonade is not good. Okay, I um at fourteen. <laughs> and maybe six or seven icy bushy ice things. Wow. Yeah. I uh, well, well 
he gets to go home to his wife and his wife can, you know, have the luxury of having the sugar high. She already does. <laughs> so I want to make sure that we give... Um... Okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. This this lull in, in dead air is Yeah, no. Um a new person. I'm being thrown. No, off I wanna make I, I wanna make sure Get out of here, Mike. Uh we're gonna bring Karen. We're gonna bring Karen over here because I want Karen Karen has a cramp in her leg. Well and is struggling. We to are get gonna to the table. I wanna give uh, another I want to give another shout well, we're out to, out right now, Karen. to uh, Karen because Karen at KC Photography, uh, she has been the most amazing uh, sponsor of letting us be here today for the gala and opening up her beautiful cottage here that she has um, set up. Hi, Karen. Yeah, she is not going to be happy when I when she sees what I did to some she, of her furniture. Well, I tell you what, she is the most amazing person. She has the biggest heart. Uh, when she does her uh, photography, she's all about catching, you know, the person and their personality and stuff. And I had her do all of my uh, photo shoots and stuff. And uh, I'm not one who normally likes any pictures of myself. Sure. And I liked most, you know, most of them. And yes. that is really hard <laughs> to accomplish. So thank you so much, Karen. Don't believe a word of that. I walked into Kim's house. She has a double scale version of herself <laughs> posing, and I'm pretty sure you took it, Kim. Are the Karen? Uh, yeah, Karen. Excuse me. I'm, there's Kims and Karens. That's all. That's all that's here is Kim and Karen. And the, your name here is either Kim or Karen. There's a Karen outside. There's a Karen over there. There's a Kim. There's another Kim. Anyways, but I'm sure that you took this giant picture. But it's just she is just. Yes, they were absolutely beautiful. So um, she is located here, though. She's at uh, 327 South Gilbert Road in Gilbert, Arizona. Uh, she has this cottage here where um, she actually uh, has it available for tea parties, birthday parties, baby showers, and bridal showers. And then uh, just right a uh, stone throw away across the, the little street here, she has her studio where she does all of her photography, but she does travel for uh, uh, anything you need. Wendy, weddings, what, graduations, yeah. any anything? Yeah. Whatever anybody needs, and you will, I am promising you, you will not be sorry. Uh, it's, it's, I found it to be quite an emotional experience when I saw the proofs and stuff, because the work she does is just beyond perfection, so. So absolutely. So, um, but I just want to thank everybody that has come out here today to help support me, and uh, all the vendors who came out here and stuff. Um, I have, uh, in my short time here in Arizona, met some amazing people that have uh, come into my life and have, you know, changed it for for the better, and you know, helping me in this process. Um, reaching a goal of trying to empower many of you out there to get outside yourself and 
uh, you know, take the junk out of your life and bring the health back in it, into it so that you can you know, reach the goals that you're looking to reach. And I think today we brought four or five different people on today that can help you in that process in different areas. And I hope that um, if you have any questions on any of those things or are looking for any of those services, that we will have each and every one of them, their information up on the on my site here on, on Facebook, where you'll have all the information. And then most of them will have their information on my website so that you can um, you know, know where to find them on the website too. So thank you, thank you, thank you very much. And I appreciate all of you who have spent time uh, joining us today on the live stream. And uh, you know, any feedback that you can give on it, if there's anything that you would like to see in the future, uh, please make sure to uh, you know, reach out and give any comments. If there's any questions you have, please make sure to um, put them out there and we're more than happy to address them as quickly you know, as we can and get you the information. So uh, is Karen still having uh, that person come? I can go get them. Yeah, if you could yeah, have them. Just, oh, there, here there she we comes. Are. Oh my gosh, she's got like a giant icy too. Oh, awesome. We have real quickly. And a kid. Real quickly at the end here, we are going to have uh, someone that. Let me help them. Awesome. Hi, Sharon. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? Good. Come on over. Come sit down. That's I okay. For a smoothie. I did not come for this part, but I think this is okay. Is that okay? If I put yes. You should be okay. Ah. All right. So uh, we have Sharon here. She's come and stopped by to see what all we were doing here. And uh, I found out that she, you run or are part of a nonprofit organization. That is correct, yes. We have a new community liaison program, and uh, we launched it on July 4th. What we're trying to do is trying to build a pool of volunteers that will help people in their community, people that are needing assistance, whether it may be elderly, Maybe, maybe uh, people that may have other barriers, whether it could be language barriers, economic barriers. We also want to promote uh, mental wellness. For that reason, we prepare an event that is going to take place at here in Gilbert. Okay. And that event is going to have keynote uh, speakers from the Arizona Attorney General's from uh, Not My Kid. They're going to be there. Uh, the Arizona Program Director is going to be there. And then also the founder of, of Hurting Moms Making Arts, which is a 10-week a program, of course, uh, developed by a pastor in Long Island who um, also works with mental health, Health, wellness and mental health 
and she is ambassador great recovery in the state of so we will have a resource table from Celebrate Recovery, PALS, which is the parents of a loved one. We'll have the Aries Foundation from Gilbert, work with the whole foundation in the Southeast Valley. Okay. And with that, uh, what we'll do is we will promote the services that are available locally, not only for people to tap into those resources, resources but also to help those agencies or foundations that uh, need volunteers or maybe they just in donations etc um, just to give you an example the other day we received uh, a request from Gilbert to help a lady 85 years of age lives at home herself with her two dogs and she's unable to reach to change her batteries for her alarm smoke detector She's unable to change a light bulb, ceiling fan, and um, doesn't have any family to help. And so they reached out to the utilities company here in, in Gilbert, and they knew that uh, Weekly Collective um, will be a good place to find help. So they contacted us at Weekly Collective. We have a website, uh, collective.com, and they asked, can you please send a volunteer? And so we are on Saturday at 10 a.m. Uh, oh, we that's will, awesome. We will have a volunteer go, you know. To, that's just a minor example of what we're doing. Now, you guys, you said you just launched off in the beginning of July. So, uh, yeah, I would assume with yes. what it is that you guys do that um, yes. you've probably, now that people are starting to know who you are, that yes. uh, have you found that it's just kind of uh, exploding? Ex it is exploding. Uh, we have even requests from Tucson. Wow. Uh, requests from uh, various places. People are finding us through Facebook, Instagram. We also have a, a very active profile through LinkedIn. So we are trying to find um, those people that want to help, they don't know how. They want to give, but they don't know where. They're afraid to be prayed to. Right. No, and, exactly. so, and, and then another thing is when somebody has a uh, an unfortunate event in your neighborhood, on your street, at work. It is easier for someone to reach out to you because they know you than it is for them to call an of a resource. And so what we're trying to do is we're trying to equip and empower people to be helpers wherever they are, whether it's at work, in the community, at, at school. And so for that, we have a volunteer training program so that people can be known as in their workplace, in, in their community, businesses, so that there will be a point of contact for someone who help to say, hey, I can talk to her. Right. She's, she's a weekly collective volunteer. Know how to support my needs. Right. No, absolutely. That's awesome. Well, so are are you? So you're in the midst of looking for a lot of volunteers and stuff in Correct. different areas. So. Uh, what would be the best way for people to reach out to contact your organization? There's various ways. Our website has a place where people uh, provide their email address and they can subscribe to a quarterly newsletter. There's also a volunteer registration form that could be, uh, you know, could be filled out right there on the website. They can also send an email to info at weeklycollective.com. 
And they can always call me. My number is 480-223-7863. Okay, well, with all this new information and stuff, um, I will make sure to get all your information, and I will have it up on uh, Holistic Living Health and Wellness uh, Facebook page. So uh, if any of you would like to reach out and volunteer or give any donations, that you, you can do that, and you have a way of finding them. So uh, I thank you so much for, thank like, you for inviting yeah, me. Yeah, I thank you for stopping by and, and being part of this, and I'm glad that we were able to connect because I think there's probably – Know, a, a lot of stuff that we could we could do together so that's wonderful thank so, you for having me it's a yeah pleasure. yeah absolutely i look forward to meeting the rest of you thank you yeah absolutely thank so you. thank you very much you. don't don't go away though because i'd like to oh. talk to you before yes. um when i get done with this before uh before you leave sounds good thank all right you. thank you thanks everybody so with that, uh, we have spent a tremendous amount of time today talking to a variety of different people, and every single one brought so much great information to the table. And I just, again, want to thank uh, Pat Miner, uh, Michael Kortz, Samantha Schultz, uh, Karen Cacurso, uh Daniel Blanco, um, Charles Blessing, uh, Karen Neal, uh, Ryan Fitz, uh, Craig... Um, Greg Darling, thank everybody for uh, putting your faith in in me and Holistic Living Health and Wellness and being uh, a sponsor for this. Uh, our goal is to bring as much information as we can out to you. Um, I do have a, a patron page that the, um, the website for it is on the screen there. And in order to continue to bring so many of these uh, wonderful shows to you. Uh, you can go on there and do uh, donations. And so uh, please uh, feel free to go on there and do a donation of your desire, and it all will be greatly appreciated. So with that, uh, I say have a wonderful rest of your Wednesday. And what I always say at the end of every broadcast is that there are goals, and there's goals we have. Imagine what we could accomplish if we just get out of our own way. And with that, I bid you a goodbye, and I look forward to seeing you again uh, later this week. Take care.